WFNU is a volunteer-run station made up of many different community voices. Each program expresses one aspect of this diversity and not the view of WFNU or FTI as a whole. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Adapt Revolution. Today we have news from Beth about ableism and white supremacy in 12-step programs and the 10 commitments of humanism. And then we have an interview with Rachel Garrity about acceptance and robots. We'll get things rolling with a joke from Rachel. Definitely. Well, that's in that. Before we go, um, can I tell a joke? Yes, please. Okay, okay, okay. Why do trees have so many friends? Why? They branch out. <laughs> uh, they branch out. Okay, okay. Yeah. Next up, here's the news from Beth. Yeah, I found this uh, when I was uh, at the Passover Seder, and then, uh, you know, I'm just really happy they mentioned something that 
you know, even, you know, talks about a disability item like sign language and, uh, and, and uh, another, you know, disability issue. And then in a, um, you know, in an article called State Mandated Addiction Recovery and Race by um, a Black Woman, you know, she talks, um, well, she doesn't so much as use the D word as she, you know, uses the word of ableism, which I think, I'm, you know, so many people don't understand what the hell ableism is. They seem to understand more what about what racism is. But, you know, I mean, she it talks about, you know, state-mandated, you know, uh, requirements of going to, you know, the usual AA and other stuff like that, which are usually, you know, re- religion-laced. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they would rather be going to something that is non-theist or non, um, you know, mentioning of God. Yeah. And uh, and she mentions, you know, like, the, you know, even though I loved Walter Jefferson and under, you know, um, you know, he never, you know, imposed his own beliefs on me. And I, you know, was not, he never, you know, I mean, I had tried a few, um, you know, 12 step groups like Emotions Anonymous and I found it didn't work for me. And my personality was just too strong. I, nobody ever, you know, there has never been such a thing as, you know, that I've heard of as being kicked out of a 12-step program. Uh, I, um, and I don't know all the stuff about having a sponsor, at least within AA, and since I've never had a problem with uh, alcohol abuse, uh, you know, that's one thing I didn't share with Walter Jefferson, but at least you know, he never did impose any, you know, theism or godism on me. Uh, he respected my Judaism and, and you know, and how I felt. Um, but the whole thing here that she says is that, you know, on top of Judy, you know, the Judeo-Christian undertones of the meetings, our interracial family struck, struggle with underlying norms of white supremacy, classism, and ableism embedded in in the AA culture. And maybe I just, you know, don't understand enough. I mean, I know it got started in Akron, Ohio by Bill W. And, you know, and I read the book and all that, but I am so naive um, in terms of knowing what kind of ableism has been, in, has been embedded in the AA culture. And, white supremacy and maybe it would bode well for me to try to you know get you know find get help from a public library to find out like you know what kind of books they have or go to Barnes and Noble and find out what kind of books there are there that deal with that kind of stuff definitely you know interesting well the American humanist Association has what they call, instead of the Ten Commandments, the Ten uh, Commitments, like on certain issues that they, uh, 
work on, like the climate change, uh, what they call responsibility, empathy, critical thinking, ethical development, peace and social justice, service and participation, altruism. Um, I'll have to try to figure out what that means. Humility, environmentalism, global awareness. It looks just like that wheel that, um, like that wheel of power that the um, battered, the domestic violence, um, anti-domestic violence, battered women's movement drew up about the wheel of power and abuse. Thanks for that news, Beth. Next is our interview with Rachel Garrity. Settle in and get ready to enjoy. Oh, I just want to, just to let people know uh, who you are. Um, this is Rachel Garrity, as you can see. Uh, and I believe, are you using she, her pronouns? I am. Thank you. Okay. Good. You're welcome. Yeah, I should have said she, her, hers, too. Yeah. Um, but I want to welcome you to the show. And um, we know each other from way back in the day. And uh, we've both been doing work in the disability justice space. And um, I'm just so happy to have you on the show tonight. Um, and I just feel like these kinds of reunions have been a long time coming, like just to be able to like spread the joy of how I feel about just really centering access at all times and um, just trying to really build community um, in the way that I've been wanting to for years. And I'm just so glad to have you here for a conversation tonight. So I wanted to give you a little bit of space to introduce yourself and um, yeah, just welcome you into this space officially. Sure. Well, thank you so much. I was really excited when you invited me. I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to be on a podcast. And it was pretty cool. Um, I, uh, I identify as a person with disabilities. Um, I was born with a neuromuscular killer disability and I used a wheelchair my whole life and um I like to say that I am a very proud wheelchair user um when I go about my day I feel like I'm living inside a Mario Kart game and <laughs> And that's one of the things that gives me joy about disability. Um, when Matt and I met um, way back in high school. High school? Yeah. 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 <laughs> At that time, um, I was thinking about what I would do next. And... I was really worried about it. Um, I knew that going to college was probably my only pathway to independence. Um, 
because my body didn't really work well enough to do um, a job that required a lot of um, movement and strength. Um, but I felt so small um, in comparison to my peers. Um, they felt like they were so much more interesting and important and valuable than I was. And I remember having this realization when I was maybe a junior or a senior in high school that I already was an expert in something and that something was disability. And I think that was the first time that I really embrace disability as a positive identity and as something that gave me power. And um, when I got into college, I became involved in um, a disabled student cultural group. And that's when I learned, yeah, that disability isn't just a diagnosis, um, it is an identity, um, it's a culture. And that too was really empowering. Um, and I think those things, you know, wrapped up together, um, helped me to understand my own power as someone with a disability in a world where the majority of people think that I'm powerless and that helped propel me in my life and in my career and my relationships. So that's a little bit about me. Well, pleasure to uh, meet you and meet you and meet you again as we do, you know. Um, so uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us. And um, we really want to, uh, we really want to try to give folks the space to kind of talk about what um, their vision is for um, a revolution that lets the world adapt to all of us as much as we've been adapting to it. You know, um, that says, wow, here's a, you know, a bright ray of sunshine. And um, it's part of, you know, the full power of the sun, you know, um, and all of us are part of that full power. And so uh, what Beth and I would like to invite you to do tonight is to speak a little bit about a topic of your choosing, um, anything that you would like to give forward to uh, all of the folks listening or watching um, or both. And um, just uh, enjoy a little space to uh, 
to help us all breathe together with uh, some new ideas and um, whatever you have to share, because that's why we're here tonight, so. Thank you, Matt. Um, Beth, is uh -huh. there anything that um, you want to add to that that you want me to cover or talk about? Um, I can't think of anything right now. All right. So this might get wild. I'm wondering. <laughs> All right. Um, the the bright rays of sunshine. Um, that I want to put out into the world. Um, my dream for a disabled future. Um, can we? Boil down to three words acceptance and robots. And I I mean that with complete seriousness. Um when I think about um in the first one, acceptance. I think that the world will change for people with disabilities mm -hmm. when we are accepted for who we are as we are. Yeah. And changes. Yeah. And to me, that means that we are believed when we talk about what's going on in our lives, what's going on with our bodies and our minds, that we're not doubted, second-guessed, being little, gaslit, um, that what we say about ourselves is taken as truth. <clears throat> And I'd really love um, to see that kind of acceptance um, take our healthcare system and our medical system and our social services system by storm. Yeah. Um, so that when we do um, need help and support and healing for our bodies and our minds that we're able to get what we need and not um, have ourselves be hurt even more. And I think with acceptance, I want other people to accept who we are. I want other social movements to be welcoming inclusive spaces for people with disabilities. And I want our movements to be welcoming inclusive spaces for folks who don't share all of our identities. 
I want our friendships and relationships to cross boundaries and not be looked at as weird or shameful. Um, and so that's all about acceptance. Um, do either of you have any questions or comments that you wanted to add? I'd be wondering to know um, from that from that realization you had um, as a junior or a senior um, from that power within disability, um, how did you move forward with that? And like, how were you able to hold yourself to where you are now? And um, whenever you started to doubt that power, like, how did you continue to hold on to that? That's something I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested in that, too. So, um, I, this is going to sound um, maybe, like, very, very shameless, but um, I, I took that belief that I was an expert in disability, and that's how I marketed myself when I was trying to um, get into college. Nice. And, and it worked. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. Not not for all of them, but it worked for the one that I got into. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there were times when I felt like, man, I, well, man, woman, I I shouldn't say that. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Gee whiz. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be the disability person anymore. I, I just want to be anything else. Um, but I always came back to disability. And it was like, when I got into the workforce and I tried to... Um, leave that disability expertise behind, I I didn't succeed. It was like I was in stasis and I didn't advance and I wasn't very happy. And um, then when I started pursuing disability-related work, it was like my world erupted with joy and energy and excitement. And that's kind of how I finally knew that, yeah, this is where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Eruptions of disability justice. Yes. yes. That's so lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, can I talk about the other part of my, my disability justice 
dream? Yes. Sure. Robot. I am uh-huh. <laughs> not robot. And everyone thinks I'm a little bit like silly, but I'm a big sci-fi fan. I love imagining different worlds and I think that technology holds a lot of potential for enabling people with disabilities to live the lives that they want to their fullest. Um, And so I hope that as we move into the future, that people with disabilities um, and all kinds of disabilities, not only the the folks in wheelchairs, everyone, um, we are able to take the lead in developing technologies that improve our lives and enable us to live with disabilities and that um, those technologies remain accessible to everyone who needs them. Yeah. I, I would just love to have like a robot PCA. Yeah. <laughs> my robot PCAs would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lifting robot and the everything robot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my my dad actually um works on robots. Um really? so we really? should we should have some more conversations with him. Uh I've I'm in the home care union. I've been working as a PCA for some time. And um you know, to uh, understand what it would mean, the kind of liberation that that prevails, you know? Um, The fact that my robot friend can do whatever I need it to do really for me, like whenever I need it to happen, you know, (laughs) come on now, that's the dream, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Wow, yes, and everything else too. I I would love to hold that vision with you, thank you, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. I know I um I work with PCAs and I love them so much. Um and I I think it would be great to have like a robot backup when there's a blizzard so that they don't have to drive all the way to my house in in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think, um, yeah, that kind of concludes my dream. And um, I don't know how much time we have, but I would be really curious to hear from you, um, Matt and Beth, about what your uh, dream for a revolutionary future is. Oh, say that again what your dreams for oh you're wanting to know what my dreams are yeah you and that Mm -hmm. 
Well, one of my dreams um, is to, you know, break, you know, shatter the glass ceiling for, you know, more women to get on into women with disabilities to get on into public office. Um, you know, I mean, we know someone who, you know, and, and, and it's who was able to get onto the Maplewood city hall, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, and I, I'm just going to say what we don't need are any more Clarence Thomasite individuals. We need to have more progressive, you know, disabled women in public office. Mm -hmm. We don't have any of that. I mean, we don't ha have enough disabled women in public office. You know, it seems like the disabled men have had a little bit more of a fair shake, always the mm -hmm. ones who've been depressed and maybe a few blind uh, mm -hmm. guys. Yeah, I agree. And they're the ones that make more money, as it is. Yeah, I think all around, I I share that dream. Um, you know, and I um, have run, I ran for school board one mm -hmm. time and got 3,000 votes. So school board is one of these offices where you don't know who the hell you're <laughs> voting for here in St. Paul. Um, or you know, judge, <laughs> it's even funnier, it's a screech, I mean, you just don't know who or why the hell you're voting for them, and, uh, you know, and I did, you know, get a, you know, good number of votes, and, you know, and I, you know, one other reason I, I want to move out of here as soon as I can is, you know, it would help me be able to you know, get back in touch with um, women winning, you know, to yeah. discuss some more issues with them about where I, I would be living, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of getting onto the St. Paul City Council, you know, most likely. Um, you know, I... Um, you know, the problem is that if I moved farther away from, you know, where I want to be, it wouldn't be, you know, um, well, the person that is representing my ward is wanting not to be in there any further, which is good, and I would like to take his seat, um, but, you know, I would, I'm planning on moving away from this, you know, neighborhood component. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know yet. <laughs> well, I hope you run. Well, I, I hope... Mine. Yeah, I mean, I run for school board. Yeah. I was, I was trying to say um, that um, one of my deepest dreams for... Um, just everything that we that we've all had to go through at different points to really um, try to hold on to that license to thrive, you know, all of the groups that have been working for years to try to hold, um, you know, some level of systems change together to keep us moving forward, you know, like, and friendships sometimes fall apart. And 
Um, sometimes we don't always get the same reception from every organization that someone else does and that sort of thing. And I just would love for us to get to that point um, within community and the power that we're able to build that we really can say, you know, um, the things that we've put in place for our lives are making a difference. And um, we all matter, we're all here and we want things to work for each other, you know? Um, the systems that that support us and um and give us that license to thrive that we really shape together. Um, that's what I want. That's one of my disability um, community dreams because I don't want to get stuck on on um, just feeling like things might fall apart all the time. You know, we none of us deserve right. that. You know, mm-hmm. none of us deserve that. So. Um, just to be able to have that faith and that trust in the systems that support our lives and really feel like, yes, my life, the way that I am holding it, the way, the things that I want and need for myself, it is possible. And, um, and I'm going to grab onto that now, you know, for us to be able to say that about ourselves and, and with and for each other, you know, is what I really want. So. Matt, I'm going to, clapping hands emoji um because I I 100 percent endorse that I love what you said about um it would be wonderful to um you know not always feel like our lives um might fall apart like it would be great to have stability to thrive and and flourish yeah. And we need to work together to do that. Um, yeah. I know it's easier said than done. Um, but I really believe that, um, you know, if we all start really like caring deeply about one another and um, what we're all going through and really trying to have each other's backs in whatever ways we can, that that might be a start. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want that too. Oh my goodness. Like we are, we are the revolution, you know, all of us together are. So um, I just want to keep our tires pumped up. Like let's keep pumping Mm -hmm. up those tires, you know? Definitely. Well, Beth and Matt, before we go, um, can I tell a joke? Yes, please. Okay, okay, okay. Why do trees have so many friends? Why? They branch out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They branch out. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yes. Here's to branching out. Yes. Thank you so much for chatting with me tonight. And um, onward with the revolution. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Take care of yourselves. You too. Yes, absolutely. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good to meet you. You Hope too, Matt. in person.
Me too. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks again to Rachel for the interview and to Beth for the news. And don't forget to branch out. And that about wraps up our episode of Adapt Revolution, your weekly antidote to hate greed, and ableism, where the D word is disability. Thanks for tuning in. Chicago.